Is your toddler challenging your authority, but you aren't sure if he's old enough to learn to obey? Are you wondering if your toddler might be too young for consequences, but also wonder sometimes if maybe you've been outsmarted by someone who hasn't even learned to use a toilet? First of all, we've all been there. And second of all, we're glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it encouraging, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a monthly or even a one-time donation? Whether it's a dollar a month or $20 a month, your support helps to sustain this podcast and keep it on the air. If you feel led to partner with us, just go to gingerhubbard.com support to donate any amount. And thank you, listeners, for your support. This enables us to further our mission, which is to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Long before my husband and I had kids of our own, I knew I wanted to be a homeschooling mom. But when my oldest was ready to start kindergarten, I had just had our third child, who we affectionately referred to as the baby monster. Homeschooling didn't seem possible with a kindergartner, a toddler, and a baby monster. I was so thankful that a friend introduced me to BJU Press. Their all-in-one curriculum resources gave me the confidence to homeschool at a time when it didn't seem possible. Their video lessons that, by the way, are engaging and taught by experienced teachers Those videos were a time and a sanity saver for me. Best of all, their K-5 through grade 12 all-in-one curriculum options are rooted in a solid biblical worldview. To learn more about BJU Press, go to bjupresshomeschool.com and see what they have to offer. You'll find their parent-led resources as well as independent learning materials at bjupresshomeschool.com. And tell them the baby monster sent you. Listeners, before we dive into this episode, we want to let you know that beginning in December, our podcast will start airing on Tuesdays each week instead of Mondays. So make that mental note and look for each new episode on Tuesday. Well, hey there, Ginger. Last week, we talked about some of the trends we see with questions that come in from our listeners. And by the way, listeners, we love getting your questions. So please keep sending those. Yes. Another trend we have seen is parents who are concerned about the child being too young for consequences. Our listener, Whitney, wrote to us on Instagram with this question. Hello, I want to thank you for your podcast. I am a first-time mom to an 18-month-old little boy. What a gift. My husband and I are trying to figure out how to best discipline him with his limited understanding at this age. Knowing what may be effective and appropriate is hard. He knows when he is misbehaving as he goes, uh, 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 and waves his finger as we have before. (laughs) So he has an awareness to some extent of his misbehaviors. We just aren't sure what discipline might look like for a kid at this age. We do lots of redirecting, and when he hits or bites out of anger, we hold his arms down to his side, look at him in the eyes, and calmly but firmly talk to him. 
I wasn't sure if you had any other tips. I don't know if he's old enough to grasp some other examples of discipline, such as time out and spanking at this age. Thank you again for speaking truth in a world that wants to validate ours and our children's sinful behavior. Mm, And that is so true. And thank Mm -hmm. you. That is our goal is to not validate that sinful behavior, but address it from a biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. Whitney, I just want to say that there are several things actually that you wrote that made me smile and brought joy to my heart. First, you started out by saying that you view your child as a gift from God. Psalm 127.3 says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. I love that even in the midst of the tiresome and daily struggle that comes from having an 18-month-old, you're praising God for the precious gift He's given you. Even on those hard days and in the midst of trials, you're expressing thankfulness for the great things the Lord has done. That acknowledgement alone will keep your perspective Christ-centered, which brings glory to God and joy in the midst of trials to your own heart. Mm. Second, even though discipline is not pleasant, you're desiring to obey God's command to bring up your son in the discipline and instruction of the Lord because you know that one, that pleases God, and two, that's in the best interest of your son. We're told in Proverbs 29, 15, that discipline imparts wisdom. Let me just read that verse. It says, the rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. We also Mm. know from Hebrews that discipline produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So Whitney, I admire so much that you're striving to do all that God has commanded you to do, even when it's not pleasant. God will bless your obedience, and you and your family will reap a rewarding harvest. All right, so just to clarify, your questions are how to best discipline your son with his limited understanding as a toddler, and what consequences are appropriate for an 18-month-old? Well, we've said this before, but children are old enough to learn to obey when they're old enough to disobey. Mm -hmm. And consequences are a part of teaching them to obey, especially young children. Whitney, you mentioned time out as a possible option. The problem is that using time out as a consequence for disobedience with a toddler usually leads to a power struggle. You put them in the chair, and what do they do? They get up from the chair. Then you have a second (laughs) act of disobedience to deal with. Prolonged consequences such as timeouts are typically not effective, mainly because of their limited attention span and lack of self-control. Tell, to tell a toddler who is still learning the discipline of self-control to sit in a chair for 10 minutes is pretty much setting him up for failure. Mm-hmm. It's better to address his disobedience calmly and then deal with it as quickly as possible and then move on. For toddlers, the most important thing we can do, aside, of course, from praying for God to do a work in their hearts, is to teach them to obey. At that age, really everything they're doing boils down to simply obeying or disobeying. We want them to grasp that concept as early as possible. Young children learn best by repetition in the context of the moment. A great example of that is the way that they learn that mommy is mommy and daddy is daddy by those two people standing over them repeating those words until they click. Or the way they learn to clap their hands and wave bye-bye by those actions being repeatedly modeled for them in the context of the moment. It's the same with teaching toddlers to obey. It's done in the context of the moment. If they're throwing food off their high chair and you firmly take their hands like you said that you do and look them in the eyes and say, no, you need to obey. They're learning the concept of obedience in the context of the moment. Mm 
Now, if they give a determined look of defiance and immediately do it again, you can be sure that they already know what that word obey means, and they aren't Mm -hmm. very fond of it. (laughs) When that defiance is met with discipline, they learn that sinful defiance brings about unpleasant consequences in their lives. Consistency with consequences leads to the assurance of consequences, which motivates children, even as early as 18 months old, to be wise, to make wiser choices, which goes back to that verse we quoted earlier about discipline imparting wisdom. The sooner they learn that they reap what they sow, the sooner they start understanding the benefits and rewards that come from choosing to obey mom and dad. Colossians 3.20 says it pleases the Lord for children to obey their parents. And Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 3 says that blessings come to children who choose to honor and obey their parents. Allow me to derail us for just a moment here, Ginger, because this is where we have seen so much confusion from other deceptive parenting philosophies. We talked about this specifically in episode 88, so I won't belabor it here. But I do want to reiterate that there is this current movement that encourages parents to avoid discipline entirely. And worse than that, they encourage parents to not require obedience at all. They give these vague platitudes about setting boundaries, but the parent is encouraged to essentially wait until the child chooses to do what is, quote, right, which I'm guessing is a relative term in the school of thought. But as Christians, we know what is right and wrong based on God's word. And we learn really early on in God's word that obedience is a requirement, not just in our parenting, but in the Christian life as a whole. So, Ginger, can you give our listener, Whitney, some practical tips? Yeah, sure. Whitney, you did ask for some practical tips. So I'd I'd like to offer two for you and for all of our listeners who might be struggling with teaching toddlers to obey. First, when correcting, keep the wording very simple, as simple as you can, and use that same wording each time they disobey so that they become familiar with it. So if you have my wise words for mom's chart, that simple wording is actually laid out for you and can be easily adapted in accordance with their age. So that's a super helpful tool there if you don't know how to word it in simple ways that children can understand. I've already thought through that for you. So that helps out on those tiresome days when we can't Mm -hmm. think for ourselves, which used to happen to me quite a lot, by the way, (laughs) when mine were growing up. Uh, And just another quick word about avoiding power struggles. I know I mentioned that just a second ago. If your toddler continues to throw food from the high chair after you have disciplined him, or Whitney, if your 18-month-old son continues to bite or hit in anger, which you mentioned that, after you've disciplined, don't be pulled into a power struggle. Calmly pick him up and say, no, you need to obey. Remove him from the power struggle by placing him in his crib or his bed with no toys and be prepared because he's probably going to throw a full-blown tantrum, Mm -hmm. but just walk out. Don't give him an audience. Give him as long as he needs to settle back down and gain that control and then go back in and hug him and comfort him with loving words such as, sweetheart, I love you too much to allow you to disobey. The second tip is to pray with your toddler. Whitney, you said that when he hits and bites in anger, you guys hold his arms down by his side, look him in the eyes and calmly but firmly talk to him. And that's great. I love that. Get his attention by doing that. But even better is to teach him to go to the Lord for help with his anger. And I know you might be thinking, well, he's too young for that. He wouldn't understand that. But the sooner you start teaching him to go to the Lord, the sooner he will learn to do that. And the sooner it will become a natural part of his life. And again, keep it simple. You might say something like, sweetheart, 
I see you're unhappy and angry. Let's pray that God will help you with that anger and put joy in your heart. And then just pray a really simple, short prayer with him. And Whitney, I also encourage you to pray with him about his struggle with anger in times of non-conflict when he's calm, such as in the morning before you start your day with him or, or at bedtime, so that his need for Jesus to help him is the first and last thing on his mind each day. Also, I encourage you to pick a Bible verse about anger and begin planting that truth in his heart on a regular basis. A good one for small children might be James 1, 19 and 20, which commands everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. That's a great verse to start Mm. hiding in their hearts when they're little and already struggling with anger. They are never too young to begin hiding God's word in their hearts. Now, of course, it's going to take some time for them to fully understand, but again, it's never too early to start. And remember that the word of God is living and active, regardless of their age. Amen to that, Ginger. I completely agree that we should not avoid using God's Word with our children, no matter their age. And I also think it would be great if Whitney could find some scripture songs to share with her son as well. I remember my kids and I used to listen to this one album, and I looked. I couldn't find it online anywhere. But I'll have Heather put a link in the show notes to some other ones that we really like. But the particular one we listened to had a song that was the verse you mentioned earlier, Ginger. Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And all I had to do sometimes was to hum the tune to that song, and my children knew what was required of them. Mm -hmm. So music can be a great way not only to hide God's Word in their hearts, but It can also lighten the mood sometimes when we feel like we've reached the end of our patience Mm -hmm. and we're saying the same thing over and over again. Just a few little moments of humming that tune reminded them, oh, I'm not being obedient. I need to change what I'm doing. Uh, Before we get back to Whitney's question, I do want to point our listeners to a website called tyrumble.com. A dear family friend of ours, Ty Rumble, has created two scripture song CDs that he sells, as well as two other albums on the attributes of God. I liked Ty's CDs not only because, well, because my kids sang on one of the albums, but because Ty makes his songs really catchy and fun, my kids love Ty's music. And Ginger and I would just love to see our listeners support this dad who absolutely loves Jesus and his family so much that he spends most of his free time making music and glorifying God in the process. So we'll have Heather put a link to Ty's website in our show notes. Okay, so back to our listener question. Whitney, as far as the method of discipline, Ginger thoroughly covers the physical act of biblical, loving, and gentle discipline in her book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. She also has an audio series that covers the same information, and that is called Reaching the Heart of Your Child. We also did an episode on disciplining young children where we talked about specific consequences as laid out in Scripture. So we very much encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. It was number... 27. Also, Whitney, you mentioned that your child was struggling with hitting and biting, and it just so happens that we did a two-part episode specifically on hitting and biting. That was episodes (laughs) 32 and 33. Ginger, as you mentioned, we look for trends with questions, and we've seen a lot of questions that pertain to parents struggling with being consistent with discipline for all sorts of reasons, which is why we did a whole episode on the importance of being consistent with discipline, and that was... That was one of our early episodes. It was episode number five. That feels like a hundred years ago. Yeah, it Katie, really. Does. It really does. It seems like it was forever ago. 
I cannot believe, Katie, that we are coming up on our 100th episode in, De- in December. Can you believe that? That's exciting. It really is. And we are also very excited because we're going to have Ted Tripp as our special guest to Woo! help us celebrate, who is one, uh, probably my, fa- he is, he's my favorite uh, parenting mm. author and dismentored me in so many ways. I wouldn't be speaking and writing and ministering to you guys today had it not been for Ted Tripp mentoring me and publishing my Wise Words for Moms chart and my first parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, through his publishing house, Shepherd Press. I actually tell a funny story about the first time I got to meet Ted and how all that went down is pretty funny. If you guys are interested in hearing a little background about how I got started in the ministry of speaking and writing, uh, that was our very first episode, episode Mm -hmm. one. And then, uh, Katie, it wasn't episode two that we shared uh, some of your story and how we met and how we got started on this podcast. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. episode two. Anyway, Katie, you were talking about trends before I took a stroll down memory lane. So take us (laughs) back there. I love memory lane. But Ginger, you and I are not qualified to live there since neither of us can remember anything. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Anyway, we hear from parents who say their child only disobeys when out in public, where it's really hard to discipline, Uh, or their child only disobeys when they're tired or hungry or not feeling well. And these parents are unsure about whether or not these conditions should affect their decision to discipline their kids. So in episodes 16 and 17, those are parts one and two of when parents excuse disobedience, we addressed why those conditions and circumstances don't negate the need for training. And we also talked about how to rightly respond when those conditions and circumstances play a part in the child's disobedience, as it often happens. So we'll have Heather put a link to all of those episodes that we just mentioned in the show notes so so you can easily find them. And I hope you guys don't mind us referring you back to previous episodes as often as we do, but there's just no reason for us to reinvent the wheel when we've already thoroughly covered those topics in other episodes. Again, you know, I think we talked about that last week, Katie, that we don't Mm -hmm. want to keep repeating the same things over and over. So you're going to find the more episodes we have available, the more we're going to refer you guys back, especially when the ones, uh, the questions that come in that we see these trends. Right. Although I do sometimes push back with you, Ginger, when you say that. And I tell you, it's okay to repeat ourselves sometimes because like our children and the Israelites, we need to hear these things (laughs) regularly. We are just as forgetful as they are. So I hope our listeners feel the way I do about it, that some level of repetition is good for our minds and our hearts as we continue to disciple our children moment by moment. Yes, and I have not listened to Katie many times when she's wanting me to talk about something again because I I don't like to repeat answers that we've already given. But Katie's absolutely right. There are just some truths that we all need to hear over and over. Mm -hmm. But in a nutshell, the key to moving away from making excuses to avoid discipline is to see disobedience for what it is, a heart problem. The sin that shows up in our children is not circumstantial. It's not because of where they are or how they're feeling. It's because they are sinners in need of a Savior. It's because Mm -hmm. they need the rescuing grace of God, which is why God has placed parents as the authority over children to point them to their need for Jesus, not to avoid those teaching moments by making excuses for their sins. When we excuse sinful behaviors for any reason, we're missing precious opportunities to teach our children about their need for Jesus. Now, moms, we know that it takes a lot of work to train little ones all day, every day. It can seem like a never-ending and exhausting task. 
And on those tiresome days that seem unproductive, it's so easy for us to become frustrated. So moms and dads, if you're finding yourself struggling with being tired and frustrated more often than you'd like, be sure to tune in next week because we have some great (laughs) encouragement for you. Nice job. (laughs) I'm all about the teasers now. Yes. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Danielle in Illinois, and she says this. I am the mom of a two and a half year old and an eight month old. When they're sick, they tend to sneeze on, cough on, suck on, or somehow infect all of the toys they play with. That is the truth. To minimize the spread of germs, I have what we call a sick bucket. When the sick child is done playing with a particular toy, we toss it in the sick bucket out of reach. Then, when I have a free moment, usually during nap time, I take the sick bucket to the sink to disinfect everything, including the bucket. Often, they still manage to get each other sick, but at least we don't have boogers. Oops, cover your ears, Katie. She actually wrote that in there. (laughs) All over our toys. Ginger, I cannot escape it. (laughs) Our (laughs) listeners have caught on to this now, so you're right. You're never going to escape. They're all over it. Okay, I just want to point out something for our listeners, Ginger. Remember how you chose the kid quip from last week and forced me to read it because you're trying some sort of immersion therapy or something? (laughs) Well, I do want our listeners to know that when I went to work on this week's episode, Ginger hadn't made a decision about this segment. So just saying, Ginger only chooses the quick tip or kid quip if it involves something that will make me gag. I think if she had noticed this one, she would have chosen it. But I thought Daniel's tip was so great that I decided to share it. Anyway, (laughs) and Katie, I believe you picking this quick tip shows tremendous progress in your therapy. I mean, I just want to say I'm proud of you. And I'd also like to humbly accept credit for just how far you've come. Yeah, I don't think I'd be bragging about that. I do still take all of my own bedding to hotels. So there's that. And I absolutely (laughs) refuse immersion therapy for that. Not happening. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, disgusting things that Katie hates to talk about, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Ginger, for those moms and dads who are just in the throes of toddlerhood, can you please leave them with a final word of encouragement? Sure. Parents, it's never too early to begin teaching your little ones the truths of God's Word. Let's do all that we can to help them hide those truths in their hearts so that they are equipped with everything they need to know, love, and honor Jesus with their lives. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This really just helps us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? Well, we invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include all the links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. 
Also on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering Ginger's best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, a mom's look at heart-oriented discipline, as well as the six-week study guide at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. And don't forget that when you purchase those materials at gingerhubbard.com, you're helping support this ministry and our podcast. That's right. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Katie in a corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a corner. If your church might be interested in hosting Ginger and me for a women's event or bringing Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com and we'll get back to you with more information. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God.